Ksuvas Perik Zayin Mishnah Dalad Seven Four. The Mishnah continues with a similar kind of machlokas. Here we talk about Hamadras Ishto Shlotelach Lebeis Avia. Literally, it means if a husband takes a vow that his wife won't go to her father's home, again, he would have no power to do that. So it means that she took such a vow. Um, and the point is, she took a vow that she won't go to her father's house, and then he heard it but didn't annul it. Now, the truth is that a husband is only able to annul two categories of vows when it comes to his wife. One is if she makes a vow that is um, inu nefesh, some kind of deprivation of some physical pleasure on her behalf, um, he could annul that. Or if it's a matter that's a benalavena, it's a matter that's between him and her, and then, you know, it messes up his relationship with her by her taking this vow, so then he can also annul it. Now, it's this case engineers a scenario where um, sh- her swearing off going to her parents' home is neither a matter of self-affliction, nor is it a matter of messing up their relationship. And that being the case, he wouldn't actually be able to annul such a vow. Um, so the case the Mishnah has to be, says the Gemara, where she linked her commitment to not go to her father's home with some other restriction, which he would be allowed to annul. So, for example, if she said, if I go to my father's house, then sleeping with you would be forbidden. Or if I go to my father's house, then I'll never eat, you know, strawberries are forbidden to me if they're a Corbin, something like that. So now, since she is making that, which also includes a component of a matter of messing up their relationship or restricting her from some physical benefit, in such a scenario, he would be allowed to annul it, and therefore that's the case for Mishnah here. So she made such, that kind of a vow. So, and he hears, and he doesn't annul it. So again, um, the question is, well, how long would suggest um, that he just doesn't care about her, and it's for immediate grounds for divorce? So, well, it depends. The point is, certain smaller amounts of time would be tolerable for her, and if it's tolerable for her, there's no necessity of them to get divorced because no clear indication that he really um, is out to get her or hates her or something like that. So, the mission says, it depends. If the wife and her parents live in the same city, if the vow was up to one month in length, so then that's not the end of the world. And if he didn't annul it, they can still stay married. But if it's more than a month, meaning I'll call it 31 days even, so then, then that's grounds for divorce immediately, and um, he'd give her her keres. If her father lives in a different town, so her parents are out of town, which means that she went to see them much less frequently, um, because just that's the nature of being living in different cities. So then there's a longer window. If it was just for one implicated through one festival season, so she couldn't go for Pesach to her parents because of this commitment, or she was her circus. So then, Yikayim, they can say married. Shlosha, but if it messed them up for three consecutive Regalim festivals, then Yeltsevit and Ksuba, that's grounds for divorce. Um, now, obviously, you don't have to be a great Talmudist to realize that something's missing here. Um, the Mishnah first says one month, which suggests that two is not okay, but then it says three months, which suggests that two is okay. So what's with two months? 
The Gemara says um, we're actually talking about two distinct cases here. Um, the Bartanur brings one of those two cases, and that's the case, um, what we've seen in previous Mishnahis, of the difference between a Kohen and a regular um, non-Kohen. The Kohen can't divorce and remarry his wife, therefore we're lenient, and we say if it's fewer than three, Rugalim, meaning even two, they stay married. Whereas if it's not a Kohen husband, so then he could divorce and remarry her, then if it's even more than one, meaning even two, it would be grounds for a divorce. That's one shot. That's what the bartender brings. There is a second shot brought in the Gemara, which is a common thing that's brought elsewhere in the Gemara of a woman called uh, Redufa. Redufa means someone who chases after. And this woman's always basically, she, was, she runs back to her parents all the time. She's a homebody and she hasn't really severed ties with her parents fully. So she's always running back home to mommy. And it's such a woman. So then, again, the Mishnah says, in such a scenario, if it's. If she's Redufa, then one month is all she can handle. Two would be too much. But a regular woman, one or even two months is not yet grounds for divorce, and not until you get to three months of neder that it would be grounds for divorce. The halach is like the Tanakama, meaning we assume that up to one month is um, tolerable for the woman. Um, and that being the case, if she um, took a neder for less than one month in terms of restricting herself to go to her parents' house, she would stay married to him, not yet grounds for divorce.